Pitchers need to bat. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. Look. <laughs> that is. If you that, that is, a ball yeah. good enough to be a pitcher, that's great for you. But you should also be able to hit one. Yep. I'm Steve. And I'm Dolly. And this is Withdrawn. Where two boring librarians make libraries less boring. You got a job. Congrats. Woo. Yay. So everything's great, right? Yeah, no, everything's totally perfect. Um, you're you're on your way to, to future library fame and glory. And, uh, and, and yeah, everything's perfect. Having the job is the whole goal. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end. Uh, why is that not true, Steve? Well, you gotta start. You're not. You're gonna go into a job. I think, especially your first professional job, which I think is what we're talking about here. Your post. Your first post library school job, or as we talked about before, you don't have to. You don't have to have a degree to be a librarian necessarily. But your first real professional librarian job, you're gonna go into it probably thinking that you know everything, but. Yeah, you have here in the notes that your degree has prepared you for nothing. And I think that's basically right. I mean, your degree will be a good um, foundation for your job, and you're going to come back to it over and over again. But it's really not going to help you in the day to day work, especially when you first get started. Yeah, I, I mean, because they can't really prepare you in library school to say, like, work with an ILS, right? Right. Uh, which for you uh, amateurs in the audience is an integrated library system. But, the, you know, there's no real training for it because there's about 12 million different kinds of ILSs. So that's something you're going to get thrown into and immediately have to learn how to use. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the problem is that uh, I think we talked about this in the library school episode, too, is that librarianship, there are a lot of core principles that you can cover in library school, but the actual field itself is so diverse that it's hard. You can't you, you have to be general. You cannot be specific um, in library school, but there's so much specificity that you have to learn in a job. Yeah. So, I mean, when we talk on this one about first jobs, our experiences might not necessarily be somebody else's. It's it is so impossible to talk generally. But uh, but Steve, what was your first job like? My first job, well, I went, when I was in library school, I was uh, working at the university, and that was great. And it made me think, oh, I want to work in universities. That's great. The academic academic libraries are for me, and that's what I was thinking all through library school. And that's the classes that I took. And so my first job out of school was at a um, a school. It was at an art school, and it seemed great at first and everything seemed great and I was the only librarian at a new campus they had just opened and mm. we won't go into too many details but it ended up not being that great um, but I think what we talked about already really did apply to this that I really hadn't even working at the other um, library didn't really prepare me for what I was getting into <laughs> because especially being the only librarian at this little bitty um, new campus. I was kind of having to do everything. So I was mm. the reference person. I was the, you know, the, having to go do instruction. I was having to do um, cataloging and <laughs> uh, <laughs> collection <laughs> management. I, I wasn't actually purchasing the, the items. They were purchasing that at the main campus, but I was having to, you know, make records for things and check everything in. And so it was a little overwhelming. Um, 
and then everything went to H E double hockey sticks, but mm. anyway. I'm praying for you. <laughs> I'm praying for past you. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I mean I think you sometimes you could get thrown into jobs where they're just like Hey, do everything. You know how to do everything, right? Here you go. Bye. Right. Um, well, and especially when you when you're brand new out of school, you really don't. I mean, even if you think you know everything, you really don't. And it's just there's so much to do, and you can take on too much responsibility. Sometimes they can just get in over your head. Um, I think what I also realized once I got into that job was that I didn't really like academic libraries. No offense, academic librarians. That that really is not where my strengths lie. Let lied, light laid. I can hear your, I can hear your vocal shruggy. <laughs> Sorry, that's not really my thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no offense to academic librarians, you guys do great work. That's just not me. That's not where my strengths lie. So I, I think I that that contributed to how the job didn't work out for me because what I realized is I think my other job, I just liked my other job. <laughs> I liked the other university I worked at, not necessarily that work in general. So eventually when I went, when I went into public librarianship, that was much better fit for me. And I've been there for about 10 years. So what about your first job, Dolly? Yeah, I was going to say that that's, that's actually the genius of it. And that's, that can happen in in the first job. It's your, you can sometimes find what you've learned from it is that it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no shame in that particular game. It's all a learning experience. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes a painful one, but it is a learning experience. I will say, um, so I'll cover since I my first librarian job was the job that led into my current job. My first library job um, was uh, um, as a library tech, and so that was really fascinating because I had been working in a completely different field and different world and like like I, I kept showing up and finally my my boss pulled me aside one day and was like you know you can wear jeans right and I said I, okay yay thank you I have no idea I didn't really know what the dress code was I didn't really know what the rules were I was sort of um just trying to figure out how to fit in <laughs> Um, and I think that was actually like the right way to handle that particular job because it was a good place to sort of keep your mouth shut and your eyes open and kind of figure out, okay, where do, where am I landing on the hierarchy and how am I getting along with people? And I am in library school. So that puts me in a little different place from say some of our folks who were, you know, extra help and they'd been extra help for 12 years. And so it wasn't necessarily like their career. So some of these extra duties that I wound up taking over were given to me because of my, the fact that I was going to library school and wanted to move up. And then there were some people who was just sort of like, you know, they've been doing what they're always doing and they're going to continue doing it. And that's, that's its own value. But it was good to immediately kind of figure out the lay of the land before doing anything too crazy or trying to, that's one of the big ones is, at the level you'll probably go into libraries um immediately jumping on new ideas i really urge caution on that and i'm a person who loves ideas and change but um i mean in in your situation you you probably had a little more latitude to kind of invent the wheel since there was no wheel (laughs) (laughs) right but in some jobs you know you you hit the ground running and you're excited and you're like i'm a librarian and i I, i'm captain of the world and i can do this i can do that and that can that can be difficult depending on the kind of staff you're working with because 
there's a real fine art to sort of saying like the way you're doing things is totally totally great um and here's here's a new way of doing it because a lot of times it could come across as you guys don't know what you're doing i'm the new guy with all the experience and right. stuff so do everything my way and that's just that's no good well i think we'll talk about this in a later episode but you really need to learn to communicate with your coworkers in the correct way and so when you have new ideas like that, especially when it's about changing a fundamental thing about what they're doing, because I mean, on the one hand, it's nice to see something with fresh eyes because you can see things that people who have been there for a long time maybe don't see. Mm. But yeah, you got to be careful with just coming in and knocking over all the <laughs> knocking over all the tables and saying, "Okay, this is how we're doing it now." So yeah. Um, the other thing, oh, I probably should have covered this in our in our last episode a bit too. Um, I, it's but it kind of sounds like a no brainer, but I still run into people who don't don't know it. I, I think there's a real value in your first job of getting to know other departments and other stuff and what's going on at your library. Like you shouldn't just be, if you're in adult services, you should be like, Oh, I don't know anything about story time, nor do I care. It's if it's part of your little library terrarium, <laughs> microcosm or whatever, if it's all in your little world, you should be going over there and seeing what story times look like. You should be, you know, heading to programs. And even if it's not necessarily your area, you should, duck it and look at, look at it literacy from time to time just so you're getting an awareness of everything that's going on because maybe you'll find that the job again isn't for you but that doesn't necessarily mean there's not someplace else, something else in the organization you could do right I mean, you, you could spend a day with the cataloging people and go wow that sounds great and that's really what you want to do and I'm sure that happens a lot I'm sorry, I'm sorry <laughs> no, cataloggers no. I love oh, you too okay. No, but well, the plus side is no public. (laughs) (laughs) I love the public, sorry. But, you know, yeah, this this happens. I I actually know somebody who used to be in, like, a circulation job and found something they liked much better in administration once they got a little bit of training on something. They were like, I really want to keep doing this. And so they moved over to, I think they run a website, run run their website now. So there's... There's all kinds of stuff you can you can do, and if you're just isolating to, obviously you want to learn your job. Mm-hmm. Not saying don't learn your job, yes. but definitely don't isolate because you're you're now part of a much larger organization. Well, and I Hopefully. think and I think that's part of being a professional. Then is that you have a, a a larger view of your organization that you can see, sort of the cliche of I can see the forest and the trees. You know, you can see you can get you can see the um, specifics, but you also see the larger how 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 your job fits into the larger structure. Yeah. Um, when you're on a new job, Steve, do you, do you recommend like, um, how do you, how do you recommend getting along with your, with your manager and figuring out what your manager needs from you? Well, I think this goes along with what we talked about before of getting the feel for your job. You need to really pay attention to how they work because we can give advice here again, but every single person is going to be different and you want to get to know their style and how they how they want to be communicated with <laughs> and um because you don't want to you there there may be people who want independently minded people below them and there may be people who want to micromanage you like crazy and if you do the opposite of what they want you're not going to get um what you want so i think you you really need to just pay attention to the way to their style so it's just, it's more sitting back and learning um and seeing from how they react and how they act with other people and as you get comfortable with your coworkers you can talk to them about be- of um, best ways that they feel that you can work with the manager 
Yeah, I think getting to know your manager style is, is super important in the early days, especially if there's going to be any kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, correction? Oh. You know, like if they're if they're if they're um, giving you direction or something like that, um, if you know their style, it's going to make it a little less painful. Or you know, you're not going to sit there going, "Oh, they hate me," and they're going to they think I'm terrible at this. I don't know what I'm doing. Blah blah blah. Um, if you know how they tend to communicate with others, then it's going to make it a lot easier on you for when they communicate with you. <laughs> well, and I, um, and, I, and I think yeah. it can be important to just, I mean, depending on who they are, obviously, but most people I think are open enough that if you ask them directly, what do you want from me? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like if you're setting goals for something specific, let them, I mean, figure out how specific they want your goals to be. And so if you just say, well, I'm going to do more outreach, you got to be, if they want you to have three specific things to do, you need to know that that, that, that level of detail is needed. And I also like at the risk of there, there's a way to do this, but you know, if you have needs, it's good to communicate those to your manager as early as possible. Yes. Say, I love hearing feedback or, you know, I would love to have a check-in meeting regularly or which, you know, your manager should do anyway, but some don't, <laughs> some don't. Um, but, you know, making sure that you're being clear about what you need to perform Definitely. is very, very effective. And it also sort of signals to your manager that you're trying to do the best job you possibly can, which is... Um, maybe just speaking for myself, ideal. Like I love to hear from somebody that they have certain interests or certain needs and then we can work with that as opposed to sort of, if you don't make it clear, then you can find yourself kind of getting frustrated or saying like, there is a, there is a job I had where very early on I, I, I was kind of bored. Like they'd given me what they thought was enough tasks and I would do them. And then I'd sort of sit there and be like, Oh, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> and so finally I came to my boss. and was like, you know, I, I, I know that for somebody else, this might, this came across as a full load, but actually I would love to do even more. And then they gave me even more. So I got what I asked for, <laughs> but, but it took a second to be like, Oh, I need to communicate that this is that there's other stuff I could be doing, you know. And they were afraid of overloading me or overwhelming me, and for me that wasn't the issue. It was like, please hit me, give me too much, give me too much stuff. I'm, I'm open to it. <laughs> well, um, I, 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 as a manager, I think I always want to. Um, I try, I try to let all my staff know, but especially the newer staff. I would rather you ask me questions about things that you don't know about than go out there and do something wrong. <laughs> Yes. And then have to fix it later. Because, I mean, just if you don't know how to do it, just come ask me. I'm perfectly cool with that. Yeah. And, you know, there, there is sort of a, and again, it really depends on the manager. So, you know, don't get yourself fired. But no, um, <laughs> but I, I think a good manager will be able to have you come to the come to them or come to another coworker repeatedly for help and, and see that that's, that's really the best course of action is asking for help in advance as opposed to making a mistake and then having it be a big, big problem. Um, Cause you just, you just never know when you're winging it, what might really be the wrong thing to be doing. <laughs> well, know? I mean, you, you might be winging something that every, that, that every, happens all the time. And so there's even to the point of a written <laughs> procedure or something about it, because it happens all the time. You don't know that happens all the time. Yeah. So just by asking, you can be like, Oh yeah, well that happens all the time. This is what you do. Yeah. And then, um, 
this is how, this is how you handle that situation. I, I especially think like with computer stuff and all of that, like asking is so much better than making. You know, most of the ILSs now are kind of locked down, so they don't let you delete the whole system or anything. But <laughs> but you know, you don't want to do something that has causes more problems for somebody else. So it's it's better to ask, 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 ask. And I think if people get frustrated with you or we'll cover this in the coworker in the next episode on coworkers, but um, you just gotta you can reinforce to them or just keep in your head like you're new. Like you can't immediately know everything the minute you start and you shouldn't be expected to. Um, and that's accepting that you're not gonna know everything is is uh, is half the battle. Yeah, no, I think you just have to accept that then. The more you know. Withdrawn is a podcast lovingly handcrafted for you, the listener, by Steve Thomas in Georgia and Dolly Marley in California. You can find us on Twitter at Steve Librarian or at Loader, and the show is at Withdrawn Tweets. Our music is by Nick Amron. You can find us online at withdrawnpodcast.com, and you can subscribe via iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Uh, next on Withdrawn, my secret is I'm always angry.